Mr. Sprunkle. Mr. Sprunkle, you have a you have a call. I know you said you were in a meeting and you were busy, but uh, it seems rather urgent. Uh, Mr. Chats Mr. Chatsworth von Swabble is on the line for you, Mr. Sprunkle. Mm. Would you like to take the call? Yeah, put him on. Okay, I'll transfer him right through. Okay. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, old boy, it's Chatsworth. How how have you been? Been good, man. It's it's been quite some time. How how many years has has it been? I don't know. It's been like three or seven yeah yeah I, I would reckon it's probably even nearer to 10 doesn't seem like it um you know I, I i know that we don't talk that often it's been quite some time and we had a, a slight falling out the last time we talked but yeah i, I would I, I want to warn you that they've they've found it what do you mean do, do you remember the safety deposit box in barbados yeah they found it who um when uh, about about six and a half weeks ago um they were doing actually a raid looking for Colombian drug money and they stumbled upon our safety deposit box who's they um it uh, it, it is interpol and, and the cia it was a collaboration they were they were hunting down the ends of escobar's drug trade and and barbados was where they were looking they found it so now what well, there, there are things in there to tying us to back back to the Nevada desert, 1982, the thing that uh, we never really want to play with again. And mm-hmm. um, it, it, I just wanted to, you know, spit it out, man. You may need to get your assets in line and transferred somewhere else. You may, uh, you may need to even disappear for a while. I am currently uh, in route on a Cessna to the. Uh, to the outer skirts of Argentina, Argentina to hide. That's where I'm going currently. You know, Patagonia. Well, Patagonia is a little too commercial for me. I'll be, I'll be a little more remote than that. I just wanted to. Uh, do Do you have, do you have uh, anything mm. that you would like to say? Well, man, it's been a while, and you know, thanks for just calling me up and ruining my life and let me know that everything's fucked. But it was great hearing from you, and I'm I'm glad you're going to a beautiful place. Oh, Charlie Sprunkle, it is it is not it is not so much the beauty that I'm looking for as the uh, the escapement from, you know, Interpol. Uh, yes, the people that would wish us not to have seen or talked about uh, or even kept the artifacts from what we found that day. Glad we've had this conversation on this line. Yes, it is not being recorded or anything like that. Nothing. I can promise you. Thank you. It is completely secure. <laughs> Sorry. I, uh, I, I had a premise at the beginning, and I'm like, okay, where's Elias going to take this? And didn't know. And I wanted to just play, and that was fun, man. It's a good little play. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Welcome to A Journey Through Time and Stuff. My name is Aaron. I have uh, the awesome Elias Cobb on the show. He... Has been uh, 10 times now, something like that. There's been a lot. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, man. It's good to be back. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. The crowd is the crowd is astounded. Um, how are you, dude? I'm good. Good. Life treating you fair. I want I, I want to start by by saying I've I've perfected uh yeah, not perfected. I've 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 very close to uh, really figured out 
like a, a French toast recipe. I've been, I've been just trying to do things that are fun for me. And I'm like, I like brunch. I like making food. You know, I, I, I got a Rubik's cube cause I like doing that. And so I'm like, what else can I make? And then Beth likes, loves French toast. And so I started just, okay, well, let me make some French toast. Like, and so, norm, like not like healthy, not like, yeah, just, no, just j- like a f- phenomenal French, phenomenal toast. French toast. And so I played with breads. I played with all that stuff. I narrowed it down. I think Texas toast is the is the perfect bread because they're the thick, thick slices so you can really get a good egg wash soak into the bread and not have it wet all the way through the bread still have you fuck like brioche or anything Ooh, i have not gone to the brioche brioche is, makes good french toast okay okay i may have to go to that okay. next so i've been with the texas toast for a while but texas toast is good. yeah um but but what I think is more important is actually the egg the the, the mixture itself that you dunk it in. I think that's where the flavor can be harnessed. And so there is definitely a difference I've noticed in the frothiness that you can whisk, whisk it to. With like, we got ch- eggs from our neighbors next door. They have chickens, and we got eggs from them. And those things make such a better egg wash than just like that's wild just like store kroger brand eggs or you know whatever it is um not mass produced yeah and and there's something and then like the the darkness of the yolk like 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 if if you go like here's the crazy thing that i i never really paid attention to when you go and buy store-bought eggs unless they're like truly organic like local sourced eggs that they sell places to um but just you know mass produced eggs the yolks are like a light yellow yeah and they, they look just like kind of like sun yellow and they're when I think, you I think that's what everyone like knows as an egg that, that's has. what an egg yeah. looks like when you get house raised eggs chickens who only live at like a, a chicken coop and eat food scrap like like they're not in they're not being like shoved full of antibiotics and all that stuff they're a the, the yolks of those eggs are like orange they're like this rich there you can't really see through them they're like this rich orange like robust color it is in like it is crazy i probably can tell oh you may not be able to tell but yeah could be color I, I, I can tell you when there's you were, when you were like dark i was like like, like reddish dark but, yeah 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 okay, like like I could tell there would def i mean there is a there is a um just a a uh a richness value like a uh um oh, what's the word i'm looking for the actual um uh the i'm bad with words uh, <laughs> me too me too but there's there's like a quality that you can adjust in like photo editing or anything like that for Tint like or the warmth yeah but it, it's like the the saturation um, the, yeah kind of it's it's just like this thing is like way more saturated in in Vibrance. the value of of the same color it's just like you turned up the saturation on the yolk versus the other yolk anyways so so i i've been fucking around with with more like free range eggs that seemed to help but then it's like okay what do you add to it well i'm a huge fan of cinnamon and nutmeg so I, I will i'll do cinnamon i'll do nutmeg a little bit of sugar to help with the caramelization and everything like that. And it just didn't have it after that. And then I'm like, man, what does it need? You know, we have really good syrup. 
Um, and then Beth said, you know what might taste really good on this? Like orange, an orange flavor, zest. A zest. So you t- you get a zester and you take the orange. You don't use any of the, the juice from the orange because it waters down the mixture. I recently learned that zesting is a very delicate process. You Yeah, you can't go too deep. I've le- I just learned that. Yeah, it's it's there's a and when you're picking out fruits, like I've always cared more about the inside of it. Mm-hmm. Like I want I want the orange to be juicy and not like that weird drier consistency or lacking in the flavor. So I've always like picked oranges to for the for the meat inside. But when you're going for zest, you have a completely different peel and quality. You're looking for the richness and the color. You don't care if the meat on the inside is garbage because. And like I like I could smell them and I'll take them and like poke it with my thumbnail and smell the richness of the wow. skin to like oh that one doesn't smell oh this one's potent like you know the, all the oils that like spray out of you can catch on fire that fucking I always think show Dexter when he slices <laughs> the or and it's and it just yeah, sprays, it's, yeah. Um, and so yeah pick that and then you zest an orange an entire orange into that egg wash. holy god how long does that take you. 30 seconds oh really you can just oh because you're slightly hitting this uh, yeah I, I just have a hands i just have a little hand zester and i just and just kind of go because all you're literally just skimming it and yeah just constantly moving it yeah okay. J- just until like like i can start seeing the you know that color fading away and just getting a little translucent and you start seeing more of the white underneath of it hit that and then go by go like normal man uh whole I, fucking I, orange a whole orange with cinnamon, nutmeg, and sugar, and does it, it absorb, is, or does it? Is it like a permanent seasoning? It, oh well, so the rind of the orange doesn't really like break down. Yeah, but what it does do is it gets very, very soft once it's cooked. You have it in the butter, you put it on the in the pan, and you're frying it. And when the eggs cook in the the outer edge of the toast cooks, that just kind of absorbs with it. It gets a little caramelized. So what's your process with cinnamon? Into the egg, yeah, that's could be a, a disaster, right? I use I use equal amounts cinnamon and nutmeg, and I don't measure it. I eyeball it. Are you like whisk? I'm like like whisking, mixing, whisking, like, and it can just clump and it, come absolutely. So galaxies. so I I I'm I am whisking and stirring the eggs. I've already broken all the yolks down and whisked it a little bit, and then I incorporate slowly. So I'll shake, 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 and make sure I'm like lightly dusting but a lot i don't i add a lot of cinnamon okay and a lot of nutmeg and probably like a quarter i don't use a lot of sugar just enough to kind of caramelize help caramelize stuff um because it doesn't need to be super sweet right the the, you you know your the The sugar's sugar's literally it helps with the process cooking but it's just giving you that sweetness versus correct correct and then the the maple syrup does the rest of that job man really you know the maple syrup does the rest i've tried other i've tried other zests i've did i've done lemon in it zested a lemon in it and then that was pretty good and then i'm like ooh, what goes good together lemon and raspberry and so then i made a raspberry comp like reduction just take raspberries put them in a pan Mm -hmm. some sugar and then lemon zest in that so i made this like lemon raspberry topping for it but that was just it was actually like too getting like desserty right yeah um sticking with the orange so does it like do you taste like a what i would think that tastes like is like a vanilla cream orangey 
taste to it or what does it add to it? So so here's what I think it, it gets. Well, I do you th- add vanilla? No. Really? No. I, I, I have done vanilla in the past. Um, I'm a fan of vanilla, but I didn't want the vanilla and the orange to compete for flavor. And so like it, it, it almost reminds me of like Christmas spice time. Like, like it's these citrus notes. You're not really tasting orange on your tongue. You're getting the nutmeg and the cinnamon. Like those are the potent punches, but like just it's, it's like sitting in this like orange underglow and it, 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 it's there. It's not forward, but it's, it's there. And like, it just complements the, 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 like it, the, the citrusy notes tamper down like the bitterness of the cinnamon. Um, and it, I, I don't know, man, it just, it just, there's like, I love the smell of Christmas spice when it's like nutmeg, cinnamon, and orange. Right. Like that's a great smell, you know, potpourri and shit. So I figured, I don't know. It's, 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 try my, it. it's mind blowing. I'm going to try it. It is, it, it's changed the game. And then all, all it is at that point is butter to cooking ratio. You don't want to over butter the pan. Um, yeah, you always use butter. I always use a little bit of butter, but once it starts going, you don't, you don't real like, so I'll always cook like three pieces at a time. <laughs> I'll always cook three. What? I, when you're done with this, I'm oh. going to ruin your story. <laughs> Perfect. I always cook like three pieces at a time. And then when I pull them out of the pan, I'll add like another tiny little pad of butter for the next round of bread. Okay. So every time just like. Yeah, renew it Light with skin. with the new addition of new bread. Right. Yeah, that sounds pretty sweet. Ruin my story. <laughs> I make a French toast. <laughs> okay, and it's very low calorie. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's low calorie, either keto bread or low calorie bread, which they make. It's forty five calories a yeah, slice. Yeah, yeah, really dinky, shitty stuff. Yep. You Pam spray something. You throw it on there. Oh, well, sorry. You need your ingredients. You get egg whites. Only egg whites. Only. No yolks. Yeah. <laughs> Make a big old bowl. You get your cinnamon, your nutmeg, and then you get stevia. And <laughs> you mix it in there. And then you mix it up and try to unclump the fuck out of it. And then you dip this low-ass calorie bread in it. And you, you, you use Pam spray. So it's like nothing. Yeah. And then you just cook your little skinny pieces of bread and it's a French toast, man. <laughs> well, listen, I think that I think that that uh, wonderfully conscious meal breakfast could could at least use from some some orange zest. It pro- it, yes, you know, you know, yes. that elevation will just help with the palatability. It's my favorite thing to make camping. Oh, yeah. In, in, the, in the morning. That's like my go to like shitty, healthy yeah. And and you you Bread, wouldn't even you, you won't even do like one yolk to like five whites worth. It depends on where I'm at in, in fitness. Right, right. And typically if another, you're cutting, of course you won't. Well, but. I need fats, but it, there's a lot. So like I'm yes, I need fats, but I do get it from other things and it's a very low amount of fat if I'm cutting or when I'm making that, I'm usually camping. And when I'm camping, I'm usually drinking every night. Yeah. And how I do that is I have to subtract that from my calories, mm. either carbs or fats, never protein. And fat is really easy for me to cut out. So yeah. 
typically I'll just save all my fat calories for alcohol. Perfect. But a yolk would really make a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I uh, there's there's something just wonderful about that yellow part, man. Love you. Um, <laughs> I love yellow. Um, yeah, it's exactly. Um, yeah. So are you? Uh, for everybody who doesn't know, I I actually wanted to do this sooner. Um, you're a, I guess, would you call yourself a bodybuilder now? Like, like you've competed in a show. Amateur. Am, well, amateur, but you're, you're, you're doing it to the point you're competing for it. Like you're, are you, yeah. do you want to do more competitions? Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and you're doing fitness, mod, fitness category, right? Men's, men's physique. Men's physique. Men's physique. Men's, yeah, men's for fitness shorts. is different. Right. Right. Um, that's awesome. Do you enjoy it? Is it the, the the grind of it? What is it for you? I think mostly for me, it's it's like I I don't want to stop working out. And the point that I got to where I first got into it, first I've always wanted to try to do a show, yeah. Because I think that just goes with anyone that wants to work out. It's just like a name of the like name of the game, right? You know, people get on stage and they're like, "Oh, dude, what?" And I've always kind of wanted to, but never really knew how or what to do or anything. So, but I got to a point in my workout stuff where I was just I was going to the gym and couldn't wait to get the fuck out of there every day yeah and I did that for about a, a year like a year of dreading going. having this dread and it was like it was almost like work like I go to work and then I go to the gym and then I'm off and I'm like oh thank god I'm off or like when it was a weekend I'm like thank god I don't have to fucking work out like right and I was like why am I like this I don't want to be like this. I want to work out. You lose interest in things and you have that want to want it. Yep. And I've let go of a lot of things and working out is not something I want to let go. Mm-hmm. So I thought I need a goal. I need something to get to and not just like a PR or a certain body fat percentage or, or something like I want something to fucking drive me. And literally the only option was was to compete. Yeah. So then and then I also had a really bad eating disorder problem and <laughs> i was literally i was starving myself every day during the week and i would binge eat on the weekends mm. and that progressed from a not so dramatic diet to like by the time i was like i need help like it was a thousand calories a day and then oh. probably ten thousand calories so you were Saturday deficiting yourself all the time working out all the time and then your body was just like only storing Probably on the two days of I'd weigh ten anywhere from seven to ten pounds heavier every Monday. <laughs> and then when Friday or Saturday hit, I would lose about I mean it's mostly water weight and shit, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's how much I would fluctuate. It would be fucking nuts. That's not good. It was bad. Yeah. So I was like, I need to get my nutrition under control. I want to do that. So when I finally found Justin, he the first thing he did, he's like, We're just gonna do a recomp. I'm gonna figure your body out. And it scared the shit out of me because he was, like, giving me calories. I'm like, dude, I'm going to fucking gain weight. And he was like, just chill out, dude. And, like, trust the process. Did you have it in your head that the, like, maintaining a weight in that physique was, was like, more important than building? A, like, what was what, – what do you think in that time was, like – obviously, you were like, I, I – you were eating a thousand calories a day because you didn't want to gain weight, right? Because right? they like, you know, you're like, gotta be cut, gotta be not fat, I guess. And my biggest fear, I mean, I've always had a weight 
problem my whole life. Like I gain weight really easily and it's always been like a body dysmorphia thing. And I'm always like, I yeah. can't be, you know, big, but then I, I like, I, a big, um, uh, fucking what's the, I'm telling you, I'm bad with words. A big coping mechanism for me is eating. Oh dude. Yeah. And I get really unhealthy with it. Like not just eat, like just bad stuff. And I'm like, when I don't know. So yeah, being not fat, I guess. And when he's starting to give me these calories, I'm just like, dude, this is too many. And it took probably three weeks for my body to like, it was going up, down, it'd go really up and it'd go really down. It was just, and I was eating the same. I was really diligent about it. And about three weeks later, it finally just stabilized. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, okay, we're going to bump your calories up 300 calories a day. And I'm like, oh my God, dude, this is so dumb. And that happened every other week for the next like seven months oh. and i ended up doubling my calories that i was eating every day and i lost eight pounds yeah it was wild yeah it was fucking it was really wild that's awesome though um do, do you do you at all worry about the relationship to the scale like to the fucking number so justin's really cool and during that time it was more of just let's let's get your eating under control and when it was he started implementing um different days to give him more calories different days and then he started implementing intuitive days which really scared me when he first started doing that he was like i don't want you to measure anything i don't want you to do you have to weigh yourself because that's how we get data but just eat be mindful yeah don't under eat don't overeat just do what you want to do and be mindful of your protein and so he started implementing those once a week and then it was twice a week. And cause, cause like his whole thing, he's like, he's a fitness coach, but I, I call him a life coach. Yeah. Sometimes like our check-ins aren't even about fitness. It's just about the bullshit I got going on. And he's just like, <laughs> fuck, I hear you, man. We talk about it. And then at the end, he'd be like, all right, man. So numbers are probably just going to stay the same. And yeah, we'll just check in next week. So thanks. Like, cool. that's it. Cool. So he's really like, cause he's the same. He's just like, dude, you don't want to be doing this your whole life. You don't want to be weighing your. Yeah. serial your whole life you need to be able to function let me ask you another question too that I'm, I'm super curious about how was it uh getting in the mindset of posing and like because that's a level of body connectivity that if you're just training or trying to activate muscle groups you're not really connected in the same way to like yeah. posing you know yeah. it, it, how was that process for you awkward it was very awkward a, I just, I don't really, I'm never really the type to just look at myself in the mirror for a long period of time. And Probably like, because of the, the dysmorphia. Well, that and like, I just don't like, I don't know. I, I'm always putting myself under this weird microscope of the way people look at me, even though I'm literally just in my own bathroom and nobody can see me. And I right. don't want to be the guy that looks in the mirror all the time. So I literally just don't fucking do it. That's yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And, and. I think if I'm if Monday morning, I definitely don't fucking want to look <laughs> in the mirror. But um, yeah, forcing yourself to look in a mirror and see how because people are awkward. Awkward. People are weird. Yeah. And seeing yourself, you're just like, God damn it, I fucking hate how I look. And you're just trying to make yourself look better, and then it and it's and it's hard. It's so hard. Physically hard. Yeah. It takes a shitload of endurance to do it and well because you know for people who maybe don't understand like i've never obviously i've never competed (laughs) i've never done anything but i 
love the sport of bodybuilding. Like I watch every like probably the top twelve. I I, I really love open class. I watch classic physique you too. See bum fan. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge I'm a huge Sebum fan. Um, I'm glad he won again this year, even with torn biceps. Yeah, I'm still glad he won and he posed and and he looked great on stage, dude. Um, the classic the classic physique Olympia this year was super. I, I'm a huge Urs Kalsinski fan. I yeah. I actually like his physique more than Sebum. Sebum's just he's he's the goat right now. Right. Obviously, he's the fucking goat. But Urs, his conditioning is next fucking level dude and um i really enjoyed watching kind of the 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 couple weeks up in 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 you know in prep and all their stuff that they were showing online and um i'm a huge open class fan too um but yeah no but but what <laughs> my understanding is is when you watch them online they not only are you having to compose yourself and flex certain muscles not shake but breath control. Oh, the, you can't. You can't breathe part. heavy. You can't look like you're winded, even though you are winded after two minutes of posing. And it's yeah, it's crazy. Like diaphragm control, completely teaching yourself how to breathe differently. It sucks. And you gotta teach yourself cues when you need to take a like a breath. You gotta in know, movement, right? Yeah, what looks like your breath in and like it's just it's timing everything i literally every day would do the same routine after i work out for 20 to 30 minutes every single fucking day have to. and like did I you s- have a did you have a posing coach or it was just justin we would just i mean in person or like over camera just facetime oh yeah and uh he would help out and he wasn't really super concerned about it but i was i was i, I told him like jim pretty fucking nervous about this part and he's like nah for some reason, posing posing is important, but like it's kind of on the last of his list. He just wants you to look your best. Mostly, he's just. I think if I had a really big issue of posing, he would tell me. But like, it was definitely the least amount of time we spent on anything was was posing. Like he put it on me to like, hey, you need to fucking practice this every single day. And yeah, every two weeks we'll just Facetime for like five minutes and see how you're doing, kind of thing. But I have, he has multiple people in this area. And Chris Hammerman's one of them, and I hit him up, and I was like, "I need your help, dude," because I don't know what I'm doing. And he's just like, "Oh yeah," so he helped me out a lot, but it's just, it's awkward. Yeah, it's crappy. Yeah, it's it's there. It's there's a there. I mean, it's one of the coolest sports ever, man. And and there's and it's there's just like a huge amount of like confidence in your physique, like you. It, it seems like you can't feel awkward about the competition, right? Like, even though it, it is so innate to want to feel awkward about it, it's almost like, like, man, I've practiced hitting pitches. I'm a baseball player. And, I, and no ma- even though it feels awkward to get up there and swing at a ball to strike out, like, I've practiced a bunch of times. So you just got to swing, right? Like, yeah, it's the not feeling awkward part is, is probably the hardest. Cause especially when you're in, you're surrounded by dudes who mostly look great, and you're like, "Fuck, dude!" Like, "Oh my yeah. god!" And then you see them posing and practicing, and you're like, "That looks way better than mine." And you're, you're just, you're just fucking, ner- and you gotta just, but you got confidence is literally key in that. Yeah, and I man. have zero confidence, <laughs> so like, I almost act, I almost, I almost do it. I just, I, I'm acting. Are you, are you fine? That, that's more important to me than any of it else. Are you, are you? When you say you have no confidence, because I, 
I relate to that really significantly in in one way. Like I have no confidence if I ever have to show anybody my stuff. Like yeah. like if I'm doing something for me, if I'm sitting here playing bass, I feel confident in that moment just for me. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm sometimes, yeah. sometimes I beat myself up still, but it's only then when I have to like involve a, a spectator. Showcase that, it. Yeah. Or not for, for some reason it always feels like showcasing. Yeah. Even if it's not, even if you're not like, Hey, critique me. It always feels like that. Um, that's how I feel about everything. Still, literally everything, everything in my life. Do you even like even your photography and you, oh, all yeah. that stuff? Really, my job, my because I'm in charge of like projects, and we have to like we all sit in a room every week and we look at our projects and how they're doing. And I'm just like I'm always, dude. I'm I'm always just like, here we go. This is what do, this do, is where we're at. Do you think there's something? to um starting yourself in a deficit because then you have to like work up to it or like do you think there's a tactic because because for i've been trying to analyze why i do it to myself and it's it's almost like it's almost like if i if i grant myself <laughs> that i'm like i'm good at it or adequate at it or whatever word I want to use that isn't suck at this or I'm terrible. Like it's, it's almost like admitting that. Um, it's like it's over or kind of actually it's, it's, but it's, it's like the, it feels, I, I think it's imposter syndrome. I think I've just spent so long feeling like an inadequate an unrecognized, like, you know, un- <laughs> so, to me, so me, it's like, there's two sides of, of they're both fear related, but one, there's 8 billion people in this world and I am nothing special. Right. It's just the mentality yeah. I've always had. Yeah. And two, yeah. I don't ever want to think that I'm okay at something because at that point I think of the, the fear is that I will stop. Hmm. And I'll just be stuck in that one, whatever level I'm at in whatever. Right. So I have like these two things I'm always thinking of just like, I'm insignificant. And if I stop, what is there to drive me? If I, if I think I'm cool with this, what is there to drive me to not reach Right, right. Well, I think that, I think that's where like brutal honesty of our goals comes in because like with, with music or, or writing or, or photography or anything like that you know i it's it's like i want to play this game with myself that like there's a level to reach and that (laughs) you're either at like there i i won't let myself believe that even at that level there are gradients in that level right yeah you can be a black belt but it doesn't mean you're equal to every fucking black belt You know, and I have trouble allowing myself to understand that because I guess I'm afraid of even being, <laughs> I I never want, it's funny, I, I don't think of myself as able to achieve that. Yeah. Like there's a thing that's like, I I maybe will never achieve that. And 
if I'm accepted into a club, I probably don't want to be in that club. You know, like there's an inauthenticity to kind of that feeling. Um, But do you do, I have to consciously like allow myself to believe praise like that that is the thing that i i i'm trying to to work on first is maybe i'm not going to accept it about myself but i have to believe that they're right about what they feel about me right so if somebody says hey i really like that thing or that was funny or something like that i can't discount what they think right in, anymore right because i would i would do that i think it's for me it's like in my mind i definitely do and i go <laughs> okay but like it's you have to acknowledge this is how this that that's how I feel. This is how you feel, and yeah. you have a right to feel that way. Whatever, but th- th- they can't be wrong if they like it. I right? Mean, I mean, you either have to assume they're they're lying to you, you know, to make you feel good, which or, is the trap, like, or which even crappier that they don't know what good is and i'm not yeah yeah, i'm not kidding that's how like when people sometimes like if i have a shitty photo or something or shitty something and someone's like i'm just like obviously you don't know what's going on (laughs) and that sucks to say but like that's but but it's it's a defense mechanism for us to not allow ourselves to like be content with progress like like to, to to maybe to accept that we have grown more than we want to think we have or you know something like that i i will tell you um for everybody out there too elias has a, a awesome youtube channel he's going to say i don't he doesn't but i as someone who is well versed in what quality is you have a really good channel dude because what you do for me the beauty of your channel is actually you. The photography is is great. Your end results are great. Capturing the light, fall, chasing all of that. The goal of what you're you're putting out at the end of all your videos is awesome. But it's you getting to that spot that actually, <laughs> for me, makes every show the the. When when you started your channel and I'm like, all right, what's what's this gonna be like? And five, I, did, I didn't even know it was gonna be like. Yeah, in five or six videos in, there was I, you were on Mount Hood and you were going to get a. I can't remember which photo you were going for, and you, you dropped your glove and it just shh, and slid fucking away from you. And you're like, well, there goes my glove. I guess I'm doing this one handed, you know. Like, and I was like, that's a lot. That's a, that's the guy. I know he's always lost one glove everywhere we've got. Like. Like that's the guy. Like you put yourself into it. I think. I think that's what's cool, man. Thanks. That's it, it. Doesn't seem like you're you're being someone you're not to follow the YouTube algorithm. There's a lot of people who put on that YouTube persona right. of themselves to make a successful. And I just don't think you're doing that. That's one thing I wanted to like not do. I guess is just be. You know, when you're in a band or you're something, I mean, you have to like, especially being in a band, you have to walk on eggshells. You have to be composed. You you can't really be unless you're like an asshole and that's what you're famous for <laughs> yeah. and you're known for. But even then, they put on a show to continue that persona. Absolutely. And with the YouTube thing, I was like, I just, 
I think I'm just going to do this. There's sometimes I'm like super emotional. There's sometimes I'm just not very happy. There's sometimes I'm, I mean, most, actually all the time, I'm just brutally honest with myself and just kind of like one thing I don't want to do is like film something and then I'm like, oh shit, how am I going to fill that, fill that gap in between here and there? I'll just pretend like this or pretend something and I, I pretend I'm doing something right. and then fill it in later. I wanted everything to be like, because there are sometimes like, fuck, I didn't, damn it, and I can't just, I'll just be like, well, I was gonna do this, but well, you, I fucked you, up, and here we are. You had a, you had a plan in your head for how this thing was gonna go. You, you pr- probably pre-compose all your shoots, like you, you have a timeline of what you want the in video to kind of capture and and see, right? And, um, yeah, <laughs> not capturing those before before I go into that because I have some questions, and actually we have. A question from somebody else for you about how you make your your youtube videos um but before that what because as long as i've known you you've always been interested in making videos doing stuff um editing what was the flip that made you go i'm actually gonna do it and do it about landscape photography like what how did that flip really take place not playing music anymore. Oh, is that what it was? Pretty much, yeah. I needed so like you know, like COVID happened, and then we were chilling. It's funny. Uh, my a friend I know wrote this on Facebook today, and I was like, man, that really just. And I don't use Facebook ever, but uh, I just happened to stumble upon this. This ties into it. He just has this post and it says, some people will outgrow you whether you want them to or not. It could be hard pill to swallow. The older I get, the more I understand just how permanent lasting impressions are. Slowly but surely, you start to notice exclusions. It's exhausting. Reaching out. It's exhausting. Wanting a simple, hey, man, are you? how are you? Are you okay? Your friend's checking in on you after it's been so many years. You see them continue to do the same things they always have just without you. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's pretty much how I felt with COVID with noise brigade and I didn't react. Right. I reacted the wrong way and was, was just like, I'm just going to push these guys far away. They don't want me. I'm gonna push them away. Fuck them. It's sc- then- It's scary when we have, we have those doubts in our head that seemingly other people fulfill. Yeah. The expectation of it. Yeah. Right. Like it may not in fact be true. But goddamn, does it feel like they they perfectly validated my own internal monologue of what was yes. happening, right? Yes. And and if you're already self-destructive and someone you care about validates your own worst fear of yourself, it, it is it is almost impossible to not believe that's truly what they feel, right? About, right. Um man, so uh, <laughs> That's how it ended, actually, because you know, we all separation happened and finally i was just like fuck you guys and i laid it all out and like they were like dude fuck you this and it was at that moment i was like oh man yeah i did fuck up and like instead of just like you said you're i'm i'm validating my own way that i think this is playing out and on their side i don't know what they're actually feeling or how right, it is right. nobody well 
truly understands what someone else is thinking unless you just fucking talk about you, it. You have to ask them and then, like we said before, and then believe them, right? Right. Like, <laughs> like that's, that's the biggest thing I do is like I – someone will say something that's counter to the way I feel and I'm like – my my knee jerk reaction is to think that they're not being honest to me. Yeah. Well, because I'm not. I'm not. I haven't been honest to myself in a long exactly. time, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, if my inner monologue isn't honest, then why would anybody be honest to me, right? I'm. Yeah. Um. Did. So so let me ask this: Was it um because you know we we haven't actually talked about it in for real since it happened? Um. What were you? Was. I've gone through these a lot and it's like, do you, um, the same way you felt about a year of forcing yourself to go to the gym and binging that time because you were unhappy with it. Did you kind of feel like the same thing was happening musically? Like what did you have? Did, did, was the drive to just make music still there or did, were you finding that suffering? Like kind of, yeah. Like it was like, what we were doing, I wasn't really, like, for it. And I, it was the same thing. I have to do it. And and that's what, like, so pretty much when it all came out and they're like, hey, man, we're, we're not going to do this with you anymore. And I'm just like, fuck you. But then literally it was just like, as I was figuring everything out, I realized that I'm actually just more pissed that you guys don't want to be my friend anymore versus being in a band with mm. you guys. And it, that was when I was like, but it's like I said, like we were talking about, you want to want something. Yeah. And music's something I've done my whole life. And what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And it was more of just like, uh, but that was the end result. I was just like, man, I'm just kind of just fucking bummed. You guys don't want to hang out with me anymore. And I did, uh, I made up with Dimitric and Doug and I are, I guess you can say internet friends, I guess. Right. We really don't. But that's how Doug and I have kind of always been. Like, we hang out. We never really just reach out to each other. Yeah. And Nathan hasn't talked to me since. So, I don't really, I don't really know what's going on there. <sighs> but uh, it was just, yeah, it was, it, was, it was kind of a relief. It sucked. And change is super scary. And, yeah. and I'm thinking, like, great. I'm just going to be a person doing nothing. Forgotten. Right? And I've always been one. I want to create. I want to do something. Yeah. I always, and you are too. You want to do stuff. You never want to sit still. I and, have three podcasts. Yeah. For that fucking reason. <laughs> fucking, I mean, you're learning Rubik's Cubes. You're learning more about cooking. You always, you always have your hands in something. Yeah. And that's really important for someone to grow. You have to. And like my big, one of my all time biggest fears is being useless. Oh. And. Oh, for me to not do something <laughs> just beat the devil out of it <laughs> i mean dude yeah the secondhand lions yeah there's this, there's a part where i don't remember any of fucking names the one of the old guys was talking to the kid and he was just like he said that somehow in a round in a big dramatic way he said that and i remember i saw that movie as a kid and i was like yeah so that's always literally stuck with me. And I don't want to ever just be a guy that collects a paycheck and comes home and watches TV. Right. So um, at the time, I was hanging out with Alex a lot. And I've always been the outdoorsy type. I always like camping. I like camping yeah. a lot. I like going out. I like doing hikes. And and uh, I would go with Alex on these little missions he would do. 
And there's something about doing like a shitty mission that just is fun. Missions, dude. Yeah. Like missions Strike are missions. you have to you have to make a mission. And and it almost has to be like impromptu, right? All of a right. sudden my I call time calls for a fucking mission right now. Yeah. What are we do what are we doing? Where are we going? Yeah. What's gonna suck? Yeah. We gotta go do that sucky thing. And I would just I would just go with that like we'd go and hike out in the middle of nowhere and it's scary. And he's going to get pictures of the Milky Way. And I'm just there with some booze. And I'm like, fuck it. Whatever, dude. And we're sleeping on the ground. It's cold. We, like, barricade ourselves to, you know, hopefully no animals come inside our little barricade. And, and I would just do shit like that. I think it was really fun. And he'd always be like, yeah, man, no one ever wants to do this stuff with me. And it's really cool that you want to. And I was like – and I'd always – and I'd see him taking the pictures. And I'm always like, what are you doing? And I'm, like, asking him about stuff. And I've always been into video. Yeah, yeah. Like – that's always been something I've wanted to do. I've always wanted to start a YouTube channel. In fact, um, when I first got Goku, I wanted to make a YouTube channel about him. Right. And that was going to be my whole thing. Yeah. But after I started making episodes, I was like, this is garbage. And nothing's going to be ever be good enough. And I've started a lot of th- – I wanted to do something about fitness. And then I started making some episodes. And I was like, this is garbage. I'm not going to well, do anything with this. The, the, it's it's – it's the concept of like it, – it's like the crab pot thing where if you have a pot crab a pot full of crabs and at, eventually they're all going to be eaten. Yeah. But if you start pulling one off the top, the rest of them see that someone's going away and they actually grab the ones above them and pull them down harder oh, to shit. keep them in the pot. It's morbid. Yeah. <laughs> but But – that's kind of what we all are trying to do is right. jump into a crab pot and stay on top to get picked first and not pulled down by the rest of the crabs. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's tough, man. It's, it's, it's fucking tough. You have to, you either have to, ex- you either have to like conform to every rule of what society is deeming valuable to consume, mm-hmm. or you have to stick to your gun pick a thing and go the people who find me and stick with me are my the fans I want yeah. you know and it may not go fast yeah but it doesn't no it does not it does not um uh, but that's that w- okay and so that cuz this is my thing it's it, it I always saw you doing something like you're doing having a series putting your your all of yourself into it evolving as a person evolving the skill that you're displaying like i always viewed you doing it it was surprising to me though that of all things to capture landscaping like what about what about what what like grabbed you and 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 wouldn't let go about a view there's there's a few things one it would be like again i'm an outdoorsy person yeah and would you rather go camp in the woods or on a cliffside with a canyon and cool shit looking all around you? And it's right. just like – Right. So I started seeing like pictures like pop up on Instagram and I'm always like, man, these are sweet. And I've always had those pop be like an Instagram thing on my thing like landscapes, like whatever. Like cool. Wow, that looks great. When I started learning about – the photography aspect of it with Alex we're going, he would take me on those missions and, and things and to do Milky way stuff. And I just thought, cool, we're going to get the Milky way. 
it's that easy when it really is not. And then I started learning. So when I got the camera, what what I originally wanted to do was make videos. I didn't really know what of, and I was doing like some music video stuff. I was like doing yeah, other dude, stuff. I want to, we need to talk a little bit about all I know Okay. at the end. We'll, okay. we'll save it till the end. And fucking, I wanted to do something with the camera and I thought it was just going to be straight video. And then I don't even know, remember how it happened, but I started taking pictures of something. I don't really know what it was. And then I would ask Alex like, Hey, how do you do the Milky way? How do you shoot the Milky way? He's like, well, it's kind of a, like, that's not an easy, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, when we go out and do those things, like, I'm going to go out and do that probably tonight. He's like, you can't tonight. I'm like, why? He's like, it's cloudy. And I'm like, oh, well, next time it's sunny. He's like, well, is the moon, like, is, is moon going to be out? What's the moon doing? And I'm like, I don't know why. He's like, it's, well, and then I started realizing how hard it is. And for him to be like, dude, there's a lot that goes into this. It's not an easy thing. That grabbed my attention even more. And I was like, okay, well, how do you do it? Because I like to learn stuff. I want to know how to do shit. And then I realized that all the times that he took me on those missions and trips was a highly calculated, planned thing of everything. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then I then I started wanting to learn how to do that. And it started with Milky Way. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to take pictures of Milky Way. And then that was really hard. But then I started wanting – I started seeing things that I wanted to go see or do. And I'm like, why not take pictures of those things? And – you know, I've always been in hiking and the reward at the end of the hike is you, you're there for a view. You get to the top of where you're going. There's a view. There's something there. And it's really cool to be able to capture that and bring it to wherever you're going. So then I got really into the aspect of watching the weather, the time of year, what time it is. What are, if I'm doing astrophotography, what's the moon doing? What's where the Where's the sun in the sky where's, at this time? Yeah. yeah. What does shit look like before the sun comes out? while it's coming out and after it goes out same with it going down and it, it became like a and i've done so many solo things where i would just go and i'm like well this is a big fucking waste of time like fuck and i'm like pissed and i'm like how do i make that not happen again so i got really addicted to like figuring that shit out that's awesome and then it just kind of came with me wanting to go do things but it also came because like again i was super lonely and yeah after the music thing happened and I was like, well, I have no friends. And then doing this kind of stuff gave me something to do. And every time I go do those kind of things, like it really, it, it's a big fucking, like, it's like dopamine is just constantly being released in my brain for the next few days. Like it's, it is a huge high to go out. And especially if you're planning it and you're, you're watching the weather and you're, it's Every very, day of the week, there's something to yeah. do to more secure the the success of the mission. That feeling became like a good, really good, cool, 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 awesome feeling. And I kept chasing that. And But then I also realized like how much I actually like nature. I really yeah. like going out and finding this stuff. I really like being able to see a spot, especially a hard spot that not many people get to see. And that's the thing that's blowing my mind is that people are like, where is that? What is that? What are you doing? And I'm just like, oh, it's it's up there. It's just you just gotta drive five hours and then <laughs> hike eight miles. Yeah. And they're like, fuck that. And I'm like, but why? You want to see it, right? And then it started occurring to me. I'm just like, it's crazy that I get to see and do these things 
that not many other people are going to do ever. Like some some people, yeah, never. You know, I, well, you could you could look at it that way, and you could also say over the last however many years of photography being a thing, how many photos have been taken from this spot? Right. Right. Like how many other people have stepped foot here and see what I've seen? And it's a strikingly small amount of people over history to do just that. Right. Right. And it didn't become a thing where I'm like, look at me, I'm here, you're not. And I'm, and I'm doing this. It's more of just me. And I'm always, I'm always inviting people. I'm like, Hey, and I'm always getting shut down. And it's more, it's half of it because I don't like being alone and half of it because I'm like, dude, this is a really cool thing that's going to happen and it's going to blow your fucking mind. You, you got to see, you got to do this. And the people I have brought or go with or do, it's always the same end result, unless we get fucked and, and everything, right. the weather sucks, but it's always the same, just like, whoa, that was. So what's, what, how many people after the first mind blowing thing want more of it? Do people come back? Cause that's for, yeah, like, they yeah. Do. yeah, typically. Good. Well, here, I have a question for you what's up? from a, from an amazing listener. Hey, Elias, what's up, man? Just want to say, I really like all your photography and stuff. I kind of, you know, watch all your YouTube stuff. Your, your channel is pretty awesome. Uh, anyways, I got a couple questions for you. Um, I think it's like probably a two part question, but one is there like kind of any routine that you kind of like go through just to like get yourself in the zone, um, just to find like, um, I mean, do you, you pre-plan and then you like kind of have a set, like, are you goal oriented? Like I'm going to go here and then capture this at this time, or is it kind of just on the fly? You, you kind of go up there and um, check it out as it is. Um, I know sometimes you talk about when the weather's bad and sometimes it, can change your mood or alter your mood. Is it easier to snap at that and capture what you need to when there's someone with you? Or is it easier um, for you to kind of work by yourself? Because I know you kind of go out with people and it looks like you have just phenomenal trips, um, no matter who you go with. But I don't know. I was always just kind of curious about, um, I don't know, kind of what makes you tick because you capture like truly amazing stuff like, it seems like all the time. So, um, anyways, yeah, keep up the good work. <laughs> is that Jason? Yeah. I was like, dude, what? Yeah, that was what? Jason. Cool. That was Jason. Um, so I guess, yeah, to, to kind of reiterate the two questions first, um, he was, he was curious about like the routine to finding the places that you want to see, you know, like, like if you've never been to a place and you want to capture a view from there, like, the routine of finding that. And then the second question he asked was when the weather sets in or something alters your plan that you have established, is it easier for you to like continue with it if someone else is there or are, do you find it easier to like deal with those things solo? Like does the addition of another person cause more stress or is it like when something bad happens and you're actually by yourself, is that the, more stressful part. I'm gonna do the second one first. A lot yeah. easier to answer. Yeah. Um. It that depends. I mean, if the weather gets bad, I'd rather be by myself because I feel like I just wasted someone's fucking time. Right. Because it's like my last video was was uh, this kid I met, um, Ethan, really cool kid, super young. He's only like 18, but he's like fucking gnarly, and he does all this shit by himself, and like we'll literally go backpacking and be out there for 
days by himself as an 18-year-old. Fucking nuts. That's awesome. I met him at Lost Lake uh, shooting Milky Way. He was just down there. And that's another cool. So I'll, I'll talk about that yeah. later. But he, um, we went up. There's this shot we want to get. The coolest thing you can do is be above clouds. Oh, yeah. That's the coolest. Yeah. It is the coolest thing you can do. So, but that's really fucking hard to plan and do. And there's a hike called Tom, Dick, and Harry out in by Mount Hood, and it's pretty high. And we were like watching the weather. We have all these things we watch, and the cloud base looked pretty low. We're like, maybe we can hike up there and get up there for sunset and have a fucking awesome time. So we went all the way up there. It's a five mile hike through the snow, and it was just, just socked in, just in a cloud. And I'm like, fuck. I even threw the drone up. And went super high, never got above the cloud. I was like, fuck. But we ended up so but we were both going up there for the same thing. Whatever. Yeah. If I was by myself, I'd probably feel a lot better because again, I'm just I feel like I'm just wasting their time. But on the way down, something weird happened. And the way this cloud was interacting with this mountain, uh, and ski bowl is right close to there and it has lights, it's it's illuminating this mountain up and and the weather, it just looked fucking crazy. So we're like, shit. So we took a bunch of photos and they turned out really, 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 really fucking cool. Way different than what we were trying to go for. Right. But those times when that happens, and like, oh, sweet. But if there's people with me and it fucking sucks, then I get I get super bummed because I'm just like, I feel like I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I drug you all the way here. Yeah. And it just sucks. That's gotcha. Gotcha. <clears throat> what about the routine for finding the places you want to go? Like, how do you go about location hunting? That there's, there's so much to that. That's like, it could be a, it could be something as simple as seeing someone on Instagram. And then, cause people are very secretive. People don't like, they, I wouldn't, I would, I don't like calling it gatekeeping, but it kind of is gatekeeping, but it's, it's kind of, most of the time for a good reason because they don't want – there are instances where, where spots just blow the fuck up out of nowhere. Right. And say it's a small town and the spots blew up and now you have a flood of people coming to the small town. They don't have the infrastructure to handle these many people. That, that has happened in so many places. So I get the gatekeeping, but I hate it when people do it to feel cool. Right. Like – but the cool thing about that – is if you do enough research, you can you can figure it out. You mm. can find it. And yeah. to me, like I've always loved Pokemon and finding rare Pokemon mm-hmm. and catching rare Pokemon. To me, that's kind of what photography is. <laughs> I see something. I'm serious. That's so beautiful. No, that is. I'm not laughing because it's. I mean, that's just perfect for you. That's, actually, yeah. That's. It's like, fuck. Where is that? And, and your like, camera is your master ball. Yeah, dude. And you. That's- and, that's fucking sometimes great. you catch it sometimes you don't and it's like if i see something i'm like that looks cool that looks like it might be in like utah or arizona somewhere in that location and then i'll just start googling things and i'll just start just going but as you're doing that you're finding other cool shit and you're like oh save that for save that for later save that for later like my google maps is full of pins of just different places and different things to go do so it could be something as simple as finding a, a picture online and you're like, oh, I want to figure out what that is. And I want to go take it and see what that place is like. It looks fucking cool. Or you're just like, what do I want to – where do I want – I want to go somewhere that's like mountainy. Yeah, I want to go to the mountains. Where are the mountains? We have Mount Hood. Everyone goes to Mount Hood. Everyone knows Mount Hood. I want to go somewhere else. And yeah. like, 
is a Cascade Mountain Range. Okay, so what's in these Cascade Mountain Range? And if you just kind of scroll through. And then elevations and all that stuff. Yeah, and you'll find trails. Like literally Google Maps just has trails, trailhead markers everywhere. And you'll just kind of go through those and you're like, whoa. And then you'll see if there's pictures there or not. And then if there's not, I'll just go to Google Earth and I'll find where the trailhead ends. And I'm like, this looks like it'd be fucking super sick. And then you're like, okay, let's go do that. No one knows about that one really because there's no fucking photos of it yeah, yeah. and sometimes that works out so there's stuff like that You're like it just depends on what you want to shoot now i'm super into drones and <laughs> and that adds i have been jason even brought up two in our talk earlier today um one was it hard to get good at flying that thing and, oh yeah and like you have really good shots dude <laughs> like like there is some real, like truly impressive drone work that I'm like, man, he planned the fuck out of this. And how talk about the drone? What drone do you have? How how hard is it to fly? Do you use your phone? Do you have a controller for it? How do you? Does it track so, you? Like so. Oh well, just to wrap up, Jason, real quick. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like I brought up the drone because drones are illegal in a lot of fucking places. So yeah, it sucks. They're illegal. Yeah, you can't fly them in a, a lot of places, <sighs> a lot. So then I'm like, okay, I have a drone, but I want to get mountains. Where is it legal to fly a drone and not get crucified or, you know, piss anybody off? How do I find that? So finding a location that's like just outside of a national park, and you're like, dude, this could be fucking sick, and. So that, like, if I want drone stuff, that it goes down another one. Same with waterfalls. I'm like, I want to go to a waterfall. What kind of waterfall am I looking for? Where is it going? Do it, it. So, like, planning it is there's so many different avenues to planning a trip of what you want to do and what you want to see. Man. That's... Milky Way yeah. is a whole other layer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Whole I other mean, because then you're truly having to, like, track where we are in our fucking solar system. Or what looks what would look sick with the Milky Way. Right. If I see a picture, I first thing I always think of is like, I wonder if that's facing southwest. And I always find it and see, will the Milky Way be visible from there? Mm-hmm. And then that will adds a whole nother thing to it. But drones are fun. They're fucking cool. They're really cool. Yeah. I uh, Okay, hold on. We're going to talk about drones right after this commercial. Love is in the air this Valentine's Day, and Cupid's got an ass load of arrows. If any of you want one of them fall babies, y'all better start fucking. I hear fall babies don't cry much and glow in the dark. Kablog has some great advice and a new product for you all this Valentine's Day. It's licensed, bonded, and covered in Crisco. When the mild finger comes out and you sense tickling's about to start, rescue yourself with some passion tape. Let's face it, folks. Everyone loves a good old-fashioned romping on the biscuit cave. With passion tape, you can brace yourself for whatever dream sports may come. When you hear the sirens from the tornado warning and that F5 bastard's about to touch down and rattle the shut, Hop on over to our website. Secure yourself some passion tape now coming harder than ever in 16 colors. Truth be told, she tied me up and I struggled a lot, but I'm fucking good. Thank you, passion tape. Passion tape is a naturally flavored, biodegradable, semi edible, organic ish binding compound. FDA approved for external use only. Clubs patented passion tape should not be consumed by humans consensually. So, drones. Drones are fucking cool. Drones are badass. What uh, what drone do you have? I have the Mavic 2 Pro DJI. 
and I got really lucky how I got it. How is it, obviously it's a four prop four blade one. How big is it? Uh, it's probably when the blades are out. The size of a basketball or bigger? Yeah. A little bit. Bigger. Yeah. It's, cool. It's not super light, but it's... Yeah. it's It was, like, the top-of-the-line model for DJI, but now they have, like, the threes that came out. Gotcha. And, all that and, shit. and, and like, it's, 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 it has its own internal mounted camera. Like, it's all built into it. Yeah, it's not like an FPV or anything. Gotcha, gotcha. Because um, I don't know anything about them. Does it have a heart, like memory card in it too like it has internal storage up to like six gigs or something which has saved me a couple times because sometimes i just forget to put fucking micro yeah deal in it because it's still on my laptop but yeah, it has like six gigs of storage oh cool cool but but then you have external yeah you, you just can put into as big of a little micro card you can get i think i have like a 500 gigabyte deal oh, in there that's awesome that's awesome um what what uh does it shoot what what f- like frame specs specs does it shoot at? so it's like depending on what drone you get mine will yeah, shoot yours. um so there's hds there's 1080p there's yep. 2k and then there's 4k um it will shoot hd anywhere from 24 to 120 frames per second it'll shoot in 2k from 24 to 60 frames per second gotcha. and in 4k it only goes up to 30 yeah which is a very common thing for cameras <clears> not to shoot you have to get like a specialized camera for that but to shoot high frame rates at 4k but yeah. now it's becoming more common to up the frame rate on the 4k stuff. a lot of people like i i see that do 4k and 60 frames a second yeah that's like the highest unless you have like ethan he he just got the sony s3 i think and that specializes in low light stuff low light video and one of the coolest things on his fucking cameras you can do 120 in, in 4k wow but it runs really there's 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 caveats that like his is only a 10 megapixel camera so he has like no ability to crop in at all or else he'll lose resolution fast yep yep. but it runs like dual iso which is i don't even know how it works but it works somehow and i've seen footage like when we were on that hike he did some footage of me but it's it's a weird file type because he sent it to me and i couldn't open it in my program he was like oh because you have to do because this you have to do all this stuff and i was like okay i'm not even gonna use it i don't even know what that means but it's like uh Anyways, 4K, it shoots up to 30 frames per second, which when I first got a drone, I thought everything had to be in slow motion because you see a drone and cinematic looks are slow. And I think, okay, I'll shoot it and then I'll slow it down and post. Yeah. So I never shot in 4K. I was always shooting in 2K at the most and 60 frames per second. And after like four months, I realized that I've never once slowed down a video ever. Ever. In fact, if I'm doing anything, I'm speeding them up. So there's really no fucking reason just not to shoot in 4K at high resolution. Right, because because drones don't actually move that fast when they're when you're doing like well, when you're high up when you're high air, up the, the the landscape moves really barely slow. Fucking speed. tell. Yeah, right. And it's a lot noticeable. But I wish so. I take so I take that. I do a lot more like close up stuff now, like a lot more like closer ish yeah. and it's really hard like you put it in tripod mode which is supposed to be the slowest mode and it's still difficult to keep it going slow and steady but it gives it a pretty cool dynamic look so in, that, in those cases i kind of wish i could do slow motion in 4k but I, i'm just 
So like videos when you're when you're walking down a trail and it's up above you and you're getting that behind shot of you guys just like walking down a trail. You're sitting there right then flying it as yeah. you're walking. Do you, how do you do you have to have its own controller? Oh, so yeah, it has a controller. It looks like this and it folds out the antennas and two little things come out like this and you prop your phone into it and it plugs into it and it becomes your screen. Oh shit, that's cool. Or you can get like a controller that has the screen built into it which I would really like. But, but it utilizes your phone. That's awesome. Yeah. That's it awesome. It uses the GPS off of it. It uses like... So can will can you set it to track you and, and it like autopilot itself? And... Different drones have different abilities, but yeah, so like it's pretty standard now for like mine. It has, I think, three different tracks. I've never used it. I used it once and it scared the shit out of me so i didn't do it again <laughs> it's like a circle i can't remember what it's called but it, it's supposed to just circle around you and it was in norway and when i was walking down a thing you set the speed of how fast it'll go and i accidentally just i barely moved it and it was like and i was like fuck and it's supposed to have side mon or yeah. side obstacle avoidance i can personally tell you to never fucking trust that <laughs> ever 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 i ended up crashing my first drone in a fucking waterfall fuck. it's terrible and it was right before I was leaving for a trip the next day. It was on my birthday. This last October was really shitty for some reason. I just I don't know why, but it was really shitty. October and wasn't nice. Yeah, it wasn't a good month. I hated that month this year. And it's usually my favorite month. And Sarah came down and we're going to go. I had a whole thing planned with somebody else. And then I was feeling very emotional about that person. And kind of the same thing with the band. I'm just like. We don't really do anything unless it's convenient for you. And it kind of pisses me off. And then we kind of made plans. But then those plans were obviously going to be shit. Yeah. Like the weather. So I'm like waiting for them because they're always the person. And I'm like, where are we going to go? But meanwhile, I'm looking, where am I going to go? And then we just never talked. And it just kind of faded. And then I went and did my own thing. But the day before that, I took Sarah down to Beka Falls. And I was getting some drum footage. And it just fucking just crashed into a fucking wall. It's such a small area. I was trying to get super fast shots. And it's really annoying sometimes, the side obstacle avoidance, because it just stops you. And you're like, I want to keep going. But it's like, no, there's something 30 feet away. We can't. And, and then other times. For some reason, it just, it just didn't work. I don't know why. And I crashed it. And I thought, there's no way I can fix this. How do I get a new drone? You can't just go to a store and buy a drone. Best Buy only carries certain kinds. Mm -hmm. So then I scoured Facebook Marketplace and I found, I, I probably messaged 50 people. And I finally found one guy who answered me at like 10 o'clock at night. And he was like, I sent the same message to everybody. I'm leaving tomorrow. I'll pay full price. I'm not fucking bargaining. I just want a drone, please. And this guy at 10 at night was like, yeah, come get it. It's like, sweet. So I went and got it. Super cool guy. He's a photographer too. Um, Got a new drone. And then flew it, crashed it in Vancouver, BC, and wasn't wasn't bad though. It hit a tree, same thing, just kind of slide off the point, just decided not to work, and it just. But there's nothing more that makes you like that I found that makes you more anxious and terrified than losing something, <laughs> and then running to go find it somewhere because it still shows on a map where you're at in relation to it but it's not accurate right and i'm in all these fucking tall ass trees i'm like is it up in a tree is it like where is it and i ended up running through the woods i'm just getting muddy and just just cover my feet are just up here i'm just yeah. going ham and i just see it just pinned in the dirt and i was like thank god 
Yeah. Even if it's damaged, you found it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like not super. It, I broke a little thing on it, but it doesn't really do shit. So it still works. Good. And then I actually sent the other one in to go get replaced just to see what it would cost. And it only cost like 500 bucks. So I was like, that blew my mind. Cause brand new. It's like $1,800. So fuck. I went in and got it fixed. So now I have two because I just know I need something. Yeah. For backup. Always. Yeah. Second guitar on stage, man. That's Dude. awesome. Um, I, I had this funny thought recently. Well, a couple of weeks ago, and I've been kind of mulling it over my head. And since you brought it up, it, it sparked my mind. I want to take a little tangent. You brought up uh, it being like Pokemon. And I had this thought that like I'm part of me like almost wishes Pokemon was real. Oh, I always wished it was real. But then that means that you're just like. Walking around the woods, kicking it, <clears throat> you stumble upon a raccoon and you're like, hey, raccoon, I'm going to capture you. You're mine now. I'm going to train you to uh, be my obedient pet. And then you're just walking along and all of a sudden you run into a badger or a fucking snake or a and you're like, hey, raccoon, fight that snake now. <laughs> <laughs> and some whether it's wild if you beat it up i get to keep but that that snake might kill you and oh well i just threw you to the to fucking yeah things or even worse you stumble upon somebody and then someone else hops out and they're like no that snake's mine and then like that whole weird like that's it's actually pretty like barbaric i know that it is yeah and i've the- I actually thought about this too with pokemon because i'm just like they they push it so hard to keep it wholesome and accepted. Well, they say they say in the show, the Pokemon love to fight. They, I mean, isn't that what you? Isn't that what people go of like they breed fighting roosters right. and they go? No, these roosters love to fucking slash at each other with razor blades. You know, and the fact that the Pokemon don't have the moves to fight unless you train them to develop the moves to fight. Right? Yeah. Like. They're not. You're not going to get Bubble Beam from a from a non-trained Pokemon. Depends how tough it is, but you don't. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, but I, I see what you're saying. Like, it's it, you have to train them and beef them up to be <laughs> able to survive against the dog fight you're putting them against. Yeah, it's crazy. It is pretty gnarly, and it's kind of a weird thing that as that is a kid show that they you would think in in this day and age of how you know sensitive everything is that that might be frowned upon but that's what i mean they do a really good job at keeping it wholesome right and not barbaric <laughs> yeah but, but it rides that thin fucking line but if you it, really it makes it. me want to see like the like the um like the uh uh oh god what's that fucking director who did like Batman and Nightmare Before Christmas and oh uh, Tim Tim Burton. Burton like a Tim Burton Pokemon. live action reimagining Pokemon or like something just darker Be dark you know uh, there's a there's a manga of I don't think it's canon but there is a Pokemon manga where it's it's like realistic and the Pokemon die, they die yeah when they fight <laughs> each other it was it's really old it was like when it was first coming around Kevin told me about it and I've seen pictures of it it's fuck it's pretty brutal. But, you know, I, I want to see the thing where, like, like a, uh, you know, like a Onyx goes up against an Alakazam or something like that. And Alakazam just, like, disassembles him with his mind and you see him, like, coming apart. Like, ah! you know, I want to, like, that's what would happen. I want to see it. 
I want to see him, you know, the, the true effects of psycho Pokemon or toxic Pokemon. Right. You know, like poisoning something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, let's, let's see, you know, something more is happening than the description of what's being told is happening. Yeah. In, uh, like I, I, dude, I still remember playing Pokemon Stadium on X on uh, N sixty four. How cool that was to then take your Game Boy cartridge, load it in the controller, yeah, play dude. red or blue or yellow or whatever it was Pokemon, and then battle those Pokemon in like three D. Oh, that was Ash is out, dude. Wait, what? Ash is out. What do you mean? He won. Oh, <laughs> he's done. Really? Yeah. Forever. This was his last. He won. He finally won the Pokemon tournament. And now he's done. So what's he going to be? The old man to train the next Ash? Like, I don't know how, if they will incorporate him, but they have new characters that are becoming in to be the main characters. Ash and Pikachu are done. This was their last. Look, re, look, when we, I will. Look it up. It's He's finally won. That era finished. Yeah, it's the end of Undertaker's reign, and dude, it's like it's done, dude. He finally won. <laughs> Pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, he find like wow. I did not see that coming when I brought up this poke. Ash is he won? I figured you probably knew about it. No, yeah, he's done. He's officially leaving the anime. I think. I think whoever his two characters are that fall, I don't know if it's still Misty and Brock. I don't know who he always has different people, but I think they're going to continue on with somebody else, but they're going to bring somebody else as the main character now. And I don't know if Pikachu will still be the, will still be the face of Pokemon, but yeah, let's dude, let's give Squirtle his go. Yeah. Let's give Squirtle his go. I always pick Squirtle. Yeah. I mean, I was either Squirtle or Squirtle or Charmander. So Um, the water guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, there are so many good beginner Pokemon that need to ha- need the limelight. They need to sit there as. I mean, you can't argue that Pika is like adorable and right. and memorable, but there's they, there's great other ones, dude. I don't know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a weird thing. As long as it's not Jigglypuff, <laughs> dude. Yeah, we don't need it to be that cute. Yeah, and useless. Yeah, you know. Sing. That's it. That's it. Um, so what uh, What do you want to do now with your photography, with your channel? I know you have plans of growth. I know that the way your brain works is just always up goal. and forward and goal-oriented. Um, what uh, – actually, before, before you move on to goal, let me ask you this. With how long you've had your channel out now – and getting followers and stuff. What are some things that surprised you about, like maybe the photography community or th- your your interaction and kind of jumping into that pool that you weren't a part of? And then, what are some things that surprised you, kind of on the negative side of of doing this, like harder than you thought it'd be, or discouraging, or you know? Because I'm trying, I have I trying to make a YouTube channel work too, and it's it's tough. So that's it is. It is tough. Uh, there's a lot of layers to that. So there's, I mean, there's photography, photography side, and there's the social media side. Right. I liked. I I just started off doing the photography thing. I didn't really think I was gonna be doing a YouTube channel about it or anything. But one was like, 
just doing you and i've done a lot of research on how to do youtube how you should do youtube what you need to do i don't know everything but i have a very good understanding of at least how to start yeah and the biggest thing that everyone says to do is to just fucking start yep is the biggest thing Mm -hmm. you can have a shit video you can because they're going to say whatever you can literally have an algorithm planned out about how it's going to go and what you're going to do throughout the year but they'll say it will change because you will grow into whatever you're trying to do. Yep. And that was my biggest thing. I'm just like, what am I trying? Am I trying? And I was like, what kind of photography? I want to be half this, half this, half this. And and maybe do some like gear videos and, and this. There's a lot of things you can do. Yeah. And when I started out, I was I was just like, I just need to do it. So then I just did it. And it was a very crappy probably like four months where I was just embarrassed every time I upload a video and I just wouldn't watch it. And I just like, there it is. It's out in the world. But I found myself figuring out things and how I want things to go and what to do. So really the goal of like last year was just to do it. Yeah. And stick with it. Cause the second thing someone will tell you that's most important on YouTube is consistency. Not just like, not just like, posting a video like having a time you post a video every week and and if you don't have anything to post like hey guys just need to post a video like see you later and have like a minute video like that's bullshit but to have consistent consistency because youtube loves consistency Mm -hmm. so that was another thing i was just like i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna do it every fucking week and the only time i haven't done it every week is either when i'm traveling and i just had no time to fucking edit and that was that sucks so much i had before i started i was worried about that so I'd had like eight videos done and I started releasing one and then I got fucking super lazy and then I caught up to myself to where I have no videos done and I'm <laughs> editing them every single week. Yeah. But, uh, but for go- for goals this year, like last year was cool. This year is to get a thousand subscribers. Awesome. That's really, there's, there is a huge goal. That's like somewhere out there in our space that I would love to get to, but like I'm just trying to take it year by year. Thousands, awesome, man. That's monetization starting. That's why I want to do it. Yeah, and because I, I didn't know that YouTube, uh, I thought to monetize it means you get ads. Right. My shit has ads right now, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that was a thing. Because I'm like, why would I put ads? No one's gonna watch my stuff, especially if I'm just starting out and it's just some guy. Like why? But then they start putting ads on my stuff, and I'm like why are they putting ads in my stuff? I don't want ads there and I'm not getting paid for it. So why would I want those there? And I just realized that they're going to do it no matter what. Yep. So if they're going to do it, then yes, I would definitely like to get something back for that. So absolutely. Thousand subscribers is definitely the next goal. Um, and just to get better. Yeah. To just get better, do cooler things, get better footage, get better videos, get better photos, just get better. How's the the relation like the 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 photography community been? How's the jump into that? That has actually been really cool. So playing music so long, I realized that what I liked about music the most, like, and what I ended up liking most about music used to be just playing music, and then it was playing shows, but then it was touring because I loved going to new places. I loved meeting new people especially people that you're like you just vibe with you're doing the same thing and it's weird 
how much that correlates to photography. It's really fucking weird. There's, it is literally the exact same thing. I'm traveling six hours somewhere to get a photo to play a show. I'm driving through the night. I'm tired as fuck. I'm going to wake up super early. I don't do that on tour, but right. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do this thing. And sometimes it's fucking awesome. And sometimes it fucking sucks. <laughs> it's a parking lot for eight people. Yeah. Yeah. Or no one. No, no one. Right. And sometimes you go through hell and you just get shit weather or something breaks and it just yeah. sucks. And you're just like, this sucks. Because that happens a lot. When Jason was like, I, I, I want to, oh, that's something I want to touch on. When he said, it just looks like everything is amazing. When he said that, I laughed because I was like, it's not. Because the only show, what's really cool it's well, like well i think i think the point he was actually trying to say was it seems like every time you get an adventure oh you end up with something stunning oh okay regardless if the rest of the trip sucks i think he was just highlighting that you always come home with something stunning yeah and it's even if it even if it is that the polished tuned in product right. and it's not capturing all of the suck of it it's almost like you it, I think it just is a, the compliment I get from it is like, man, every time you put yourself out there and and just try for it, you succeed. I, I yeah, and it, I guess I took it as as in like it was the like the Instagram thing. That <laughs> yeah, person's yeah, yeah, yeah. life looks so sick, yeah, and I'm just course, like, dude, it's course. not. It's, no, yeah, it's, it's suck. It's a lot. Of one suck. out of so this is the cool thing about it though. One out of every ten times is good. What I learned with photography and with those trips is is you, so like in life, right? You can do a lot of good things. You can be the best guy. You can help a lot of people, and everyone will be like, "Fuck yeah, I like that guy. That guy's awesome." Mm -hmm. And this person or girl, whatever individual, can do all these good things, but when they do a bad thing, that erases all good things. That person is now pretty much back at square one, and it's really in, hard in the eyes of others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, or yeah. So, like, if you if you see a guy, or or just even just imagine a friend you have, and they fuck up, and you're just like, mm, it's easy for that to mask all the good shit Absolutely. that has happened. Yeah, yeah, it is. In photography, it's literally the opposite. You can have nine shitty. Shitty, and I've had this happen, shitty, 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 shitty times where you wake up early, you drive somewhere far, you climb however far, you stay up all night, you do something just to fucking fail all these times, and you seriously just go, why am I even fucking doing this? And you hate it. You despise it, but you keep going, and then you have one good thing happen, yeah, and it will erase all of those times that were bad. It will literally, you will not even remember them. And I always tell everyone that. And I try to say it on my channel a lot. Like one good fucking day will erase everything. And for someone who's like as negative as I am, like that to me is like mind blowing. Right. And that's, that is, that's fucking crazy to me to think I can suffer this much and forget all about that when I have this one, one good thing happen. Right. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's funny too. Um, what, what we let, uh, 
in our in our pursuit for passion what we actually what we let in to allow ourselves to suffer because i find myself a lot of times feeling that feeling of of failing or doing something bad in in a situation and then literally like <laughs> days later come back into the same situation and maybe even not do that much better but feel better about yeah. it right yeah. and and you, you i have to always tell myself man it's it's really easy for me to think that like <laughs> my playing was causing me suffering or 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 the the thing was imparting the suffering on me and it's 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 only me allowing it mm-hmm. like I am I'm playing the trick on my head in my head on myself that this thing is the cause of it right I'm the cause of it for myself mm-hmm. I'm I'm the reason I feel bad at something that matters to me right you know it it's never the thing I guess it's like it's always internal exactly and, you know and and that's like what what I find like you you said you do you 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 fail and you suffer nine times and then that tenth one will erase all of those other ones. I guess what I hear in that is like one of those times you were truly willing to to not suffer. You know, I I think I think that I think that the doubt in us carries along luggage of suffering in everything we do, and it's re- like. It's it's like your carry on on a plane, and then your actual baggage that you want to have is way down below, and it's not easy to access. But that carry on's tucked right under the seat, and fr- it's and and that's the stuff that's like the 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 self criticism and, and the the toxic self talk is so easy to pull out as a tool of mm-hmm. of of coping, of isolating, of of removal from that right and. And I think like when I find myself in in a rhythm of having many attempts at something and always I'm like, why did I bring in the possibility of failing to start this? Because the only reason I'm, I, I'm pulling at, at failing now and I'm pulling at suffering now and feeling it is because I, I, it was the carry on that I brought on the plane on the flight. If I wouldn't have brought this fucking baggage and I think when we feel the success, we didn't carry, we didn't bring that bag with us on that time. And it's, it's rare. And that's why they feel that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, because most of the time we're torturing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing I did. Uh, I try to sprinkle in not just vlogs of me going out and doing stuff. I try to sometimes bring meaning to them. So I'll have like five things to do, five things not to do something. And one of them was like, Something like that. I can't remember what it was. But one of, like, I think number one was to accept the conditions you're given. Yeah. Because I, I talk about, dude, you could think it, it could look on paper. Everything makes sense. It's going to be it. And But when you get there and it's not, and then you're like, fuck, and you're mad. Like, you have to accept that there's going to be a chance that it's going to go super south or it's going to be okay. Because yeah. it's because cause then you're like you're going to just give up. You're going to you're going to get there and you're going to be so disappointed. You're just going to be like I give up. I give up. This sucks. Why would I do this? You have to accept the conditions you are given and try to make the best out of it. Yeah, and and 
like even the even the, the the mental trick I have to play on myself is I mean acceptance is huge, but it's almost like when I make a plan of of something or or like you said, you're looking at data and this is the way the weather's supposed to be, and you're kind of like putting putting your expectations in the bucket of of the data. Mm-hmm. And and the data is forming your plan. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like like we have to put less trust from the beginning in the data as the bedrock of the plan, yeah, right? Yeah, to let you think that this is how it's going to be. Yeah, concrete expectation. Right. You know, thinking that something will go this way is 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 a trap because we want to. We want to feel secure in it. We want to believe that that we can plan it and it'll work out in our favor, right? Exactly. That, that we're in control of the rest of the world somehow. Another like thing that goes with that is is uh what sucks about not accepting your conditions that you're given or something is it's gonna detour you from trying again. Yeah. And this happened to me three weeks ago and I'm still thinking about it every single day. There's a spot. I mean, there's a Piddock Mansion. Yep. Easy place to just go to and just get sick footage of Portland. The, the like, the snitch, the snitch, the, the rare moment you can get up there is Portland covered in fog. Mm. And that's really hard to find. It probably only happens five or so times a year. There was a week... Where Ethan and I actually every single day, and I'm talking like I, I work out in the morning. Yeah. So when I have to go do stuff early for sunrise, I wake up at two or three AM, I go work out, I get everything done, I plan this, and I go and I got fucked. The weather wasn't good. The weather wasn't good. This happened to me every single day that entire week. And it was very defeating. Weeks later, I see an opportunity and I was just like, it looked iffy. And I was just like, no, I'm not even going to try. I literally looked at the cams, like, as I got to work, and I just, my heart dropped. I was like, fog. it was perfect. And I was just, I remember just thinking, like, dude, you did this to yourself. Mm-hmm. You just should have gone. Yeah. And it was all those times, and, like, that's something I try to always reaffirm, like, never forget. Like, just do it. And I said it all the time on my channel. I'm just like, Go. Just go. I don't know how many times I've woken up at like 3 a.m. And I'm like, mm, I hit the alarm. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Go? I don't want to go. And I'm like, fuck, I'll go. And I'm upset that I'm getting up and I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. And I get there and I'm just like, I'm so glad I came. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, um, it, it takes, yeah. You know, I think for people who struggle with this, who don't do a lot of, maybe, maybe who, who are, who, like all of us have been are 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 far more trapped by their inner inner voice, the toxic part of themselves that, that prevents them from doing this. Um is and I know I felt this way, it's like yeah, that all sounds good. Having that conversation and being positive with yourself, but it doesn't feel like it's possible right. for me to to do that. And if I try and say it to myself right now. I don't believe me when I say it, you know, if I tell myself, man, just go, just wake up and do it. It'll be worth it. Immediately saying that the, the, that the other part is like, I don't believe you, you know, and 
it, it takes constant reaffirming of that. Like you have to be, I, I talk to myself all day, Same. every day, like trying to be, the, you know, the, the, uh, um, emperor's new groove fucking devils on there, you know, oh, you're going to do good. No, you're not, you know, like, right. like I'm constantly being that, that thing for me. And as fast as I tell myself, Hey man, like try it. You're going to do good. You're not going to suck. It's the same on the other side. Then, then it's, Oh no, man, you're going to suck. And yeah. then I'm like, fuck. Okay. Well, no, you're not going to suck. And like, but, but you have to just always do it. Right. You have to do it. Literally the story of my life, especially when it comes that shit. When I'm just like, just times where I'm literally there, I'm doing it. And I'm just like, I have such anxiety because I'm just like, this is stupid. Why am I here? Like, yeah. blah, blah. And sometimes it does end up shitty, but sometimes it does end up cool. But to me, I'm just like, dude, I just need to do it. How, how do you allow the wins? Like, can you, can you true, are or yeah, can you allow like those wins to always still matter? Oh, yeah. Because because sometimes a fail can hurt the feeling of that win. This, you know? so, this sounds dumb, but that moment that happened a few weeks ago, even though it's just Pitock Mansion and it's just Portland, that is still weighing on me every single day. And it's not even that big of a thing. But yeah. for me, it is. And that's a big one. But I swear to God, dude, for like I was saying earlier, when, when I get a win, it li- I just forget. About all those bad times, I don't ever dwell. It's like well, well, right. It 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 does the retroactive work, right? So you get a win. The nine fails before are retroactively forgotten. Yeah. Now you're sitting there carrying around this win. My my question is, the next couple fails because they're inevitable oh. and they're coming. Yeah. During the time you're then failing, are you still able to go? Yeah, but I won two times ago. Like or or do they? Do, does that get swallowed up by the next? Eventually, it does. Yeah. That time where I literally went out seven fucking days in a row and just got <laughs> fucked every single time, that put me pretty far down. The first couple of times, I was like, ah, it's okay. I still, ah, I still carrying around this yeah, good photo. I still yeah. got this, but we'll get it tomorrow. And then tomorrow looks promising. It's, it'll, it's all good. But literally after seven days in a row of just getting screwed over, by the end of that seven days, I was just like, why do I even want to do this? Right. So it definitely weighs down the more you go on. Yeah, yeah, I. It, it seems like it ought be easier to like still hold that thing, that win on the pedestal. Right. And, and it's not like, you know, I, I try and use the analogy, like, okay, imagine literally in your brain, taking that win and placing it up on a tower. Yeah. And that tower is made of granite right now. And it's like, then I start having all these losses that are not even near they're on the ground floor, but somehow I'm letting those like, take pie slices out of the height of that tower slowly coming down you know and and i should remember like man use that as like like the north star use that as a landmark that that no matter where you're at it's high enough up that it's always like that's that's the the root home you know keep that thing tall because the it you know it's not like i don't know i could go another bad analogy but i think you get what i'm saying i hear you're saying and it's it's hard it is really hard. It's really hard. Especially since I, I am a very negative person. Yeah. And that's hard for me to keep track of. I did want to say, talking about um, the community. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, well, again, 
just kind of going back to the band analogy, one good show will erase the month-long <laughs> bad shows you have. It always will. So, yeah. same photography does that. The community thing, it's the exact same thing as touring or playing shows. It's you go to a place hoping to be alone, and you're not. Well, that's not how you, you want to not be alone at shows. But to me, when I'm like, I'll go into a spot. I want it for myself. This is me. I'm going to do it. This is my thing. And it's so, it's so, it's so funny, dude. Every time I, I come there and I see people there or someone's there, I'm always like, great. And then whatever. And I'm doing my own thing. But I, I'm telling you right now, dude, I think nine times out of 10, you end up bonding with that person, talking to them and you becoming pretty good like friends yeah, yeah. internet friends whatever right you, you make a connection very few times have i been like this guy sucks like maybe once and well, well, they're sacrificing too dude it's you both kind of have this connection of just like especially if it's a hard to get to place yeah because that in itself you're like oh i'm finally here and then you see someone else and you're like why are you here too? I just <laughs> did all the, Oh my God. But then you realize that like, dude, we're in this together and we both deserve this and we're sharing it with each other. Cause that's why you're taking a picture to share it with somebody. Right. That's why you're taking a video. That's why you're doing. And the, 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 I think the one like unparalleled, cause I, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you and thinking of music experience. Like, yeah, that all sounds like that. But a band can suck the 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 air out of a oh, yeah. show for the rest of the bands. A band can alter the rest of the night for the other bands. You can't like suck up the scenery for and take the the yeah, scenery exactly. from somebody from else, them, right? right? Like like it's not you. It's all gonna be like it's gonna be there. And if they're three feet to the left of you, it's a different photo right. than yours. I've yet to come across someone who's rude and like non-respectful of somebody else and uh like a big one is like milky way photos because when you're doing out and doing like astrophotography you need dark yeah but when someone's coming up like it ruins everything because they have a light or something and it's like fuck so it's like i always make it a point that i'm going somewhere and i know someone's there i'm i always just yell is anybody open or is anybody's is anybody in a shot like let me know and make myself known so i'm just gonna get to my spot real quick just give me two minutes and like get up do my thing and it's so crazy like how other people are like that too they're very respectful they're like talking communicating to complete strangers in the dark they don't even fucking know and they're like hey mm-hmm. guys i can i do this real quick is it cool is anybody sometimes like no can you wait like two minutes like yep sure and they're just cool with it and not just rude assholes coming in like they own the place and just what free country i can do what i want kind of thing you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like yeah and it's but like in that same respect as with music, you meet a lot of cool people and everybody is generally very accepting and cool. And it's always, what's your Instagram? We follow each other, we comment and you just stay with each other, putting on a new photos, like putting on a new song and everyone and the support's there. It's cool. Or you see what they're doing and you get stoked for them. And it just, it just kind of works the whole, whole thing. That's great. That's, that's, that is awesome, man. Except that's- it's intimidating. Well, yeah, yeah. It's you're you're showing up to a show. You're on you're on second, and the opening band blows you the fuck away. like yeah. they they just murder, and you're like, oh shit, we have to go on now and play what we and I know exactly what we play. Like <laughs> you, yeah, you, you know, you know how good of a photographer you are in the same. The biggest 
L I could possibly take is someone being like, what's your Instagram? I'm like this, what's your, and they tell me and I see, and I'm like, this guy has 200,000 followers. And I always say the same thing, man, you don't have to follow me. It's cool. And sometimes they're like, no, I'll do it. And they follow me and I'm, I'm sure they, they stop. But I have met some really cool people who are just like, no, nah, dude, I, I follow people who, you know, were the same thing. And one of them actually, his name is Zach, really cool guy. He's got like 150,000 followers. He's huge on Instagram, huge in the photography community. He's playing bands, metal bands, death metal bands, hardcore yeah. bands. Yeah. And we just kind of met each other at one place and we started talking and we, all we did was talk about music. And then I was like, dude, you on the phone? He's like, oh, that's cool. But he's still a really cool dude. And we talk every once in a while. And it's uh, – it's, but it is intimidating. Yeah. Because he's obviously on a, a way another level than I'm on. Right. And having like – I don't know. So when, I, when you get a lot more respect when somebody like them will be like, nice job or something. You know? Yeah, it's huge. <sighs> Thanks, guy. That, that's huge um um okay let, let's pivot real quick here um do you do you still want to play music yeah you do good good i was i i was worried that you were like nah i'm fucking done but the other side of that is kind of how we talked about like scared of doing something or that's why i don't do it because i'm i i'm Putting yourself out there again, starting that whole thing, building the relationship. Or even just do it because like when I also – I tried doing stuff on my own. Yeah. But I never think it's good. So I just stop. <sighs> and to me, it's like I'd rather just not take a chance on something like that and just let what it What are die. you waiting for? No, I mean nothing really. Nothing. It's, just... it's So, so you, you still care about it. You, I mean obviously you you love music and in and, and as a listener and, and like a but you just kind of just you, I don't know it's I, finding that that new project to put yourself into music isn't a priority now I guess no and um and again most of it's just because I'm just scared of just it not being good what would you want to do given the the, the dream opportunity like like give it give given given the right everything like what kind of where, where is your head at now what do you want to be making creatively music wise like what what do you see because I, I we're, we've all evolved we're not the same yeah. people we were when we jumped into all this and what do you see yourself doing now with music yeah if you just if it was there fuck man no I limits i think that's also another reason why i was always a drummer and liked playing drums because it's easy to like with a guitar, I mean, there are, you know, drum fills and stuff you do, but with a guitar, a guitar kind of makes the song. Yeah. And yeah. if it's not good, the song's not going to be good. The drums <laughs> are really easy to just be bare minimum and it'd still be good. And I think that's always kind of why I was the drummer because I just was, it was kind of like a fallback. And I'm like, it's easier for me not to be out of place in this position. Mm. So, I mean, if I was doing something musically, I'd probably still be playing drums. I have no idea what kind of music I would do because I'm honestly, I don't know. I'm in a huge like emotional phase. And I have been for a while. So I listen to a shitload of emo music. I listen to a lot of like random emo rap music. I don't listen to hip hop too much anymore, which really sucks. And I got really into making beats for a while. And I thought that's what, what I might want to do is be like the beat guy and making beats. And that kind of just stopped so like 
I mean, honestly, I have no idea what I would do with music. I have no idea. Interesting. I stopped singing, so I, I every time I sing now, I it's I it's hard for me to find notes and and keys, and I'm just like, nope, okay, well, I don't want to, because I'd always kind of wanted to be like a singer, but yeah, man, it was. So I really don't know what I would do. I really don't know. Interesting. I haven't picked up a guitar in probably three and a half years. Whoa. Yeah. I haven't played drums in same amount of time. Yeah. Well, no. Two and a half years. It's been it's been yeah, it's been weird. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I, I hope, you know, just for the my being a musician's sake, I hope you you I hope you at least I, I just hope you don't never do it again. Cause cause from knowing you for so long and seeing everything done, you're you're truly fucking talented at it. Especially when you like really put yourself into it. You know, I think I think back to when we were when after uh Nick left and we were just doing our acoustic stuff, me, you and Jason, and you were singing and playing guitar and we were like that was a moment when I was like, Man, Elias can can truly do anything if you wanted to you know those moments were i i just i just remember seeing like that not a drummer not just being not filling in that needed part of a band but actually what you're doing now with photography and your channel i think is the same energy that i saw that then you know what i mean like it's just a different syntax of expression i don't know i i just hope that you don't never do it because you're awesome well, I and that's just from, from that. your fucking, you know, I really, yeah, your bro, I, bro. I really, thank you, really. I have videos I, of us at like playing at like Plues and stuff. From I back still in watch the day. those. Yeah, me too. On yeah. YouTube. Yeah, dude. It's, I, it's, I literally still watch those actually quite frequently. It's fun, man. Yeah. I look, I, it's, it's, it's this beautiful moment of nostalgia for me. Like, look at those kids. Same. Look at those kids. I do the same thing. I actually, it happened because I think like almost, I want to say like a year ago, one of our like acoustic things just came up on my thing. I don't know. It's because I don't know why, but it just did. Yeah, algorithm, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. And I just started watching. I was like, what? And then every once in a while, it'll pop back up or I'll just look it up and just watch multiple ones over again. It's nice to like, just be like, man, that was. I. It, it only makes me smile now. Yeah. You know, same. like it's just, yeah, it's all good. I love that. I love that. Um, I, I want to jump to the end. Are you, do you still want to do like, cause, cause you did. So for everybody who doesn't know, I talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast. Um, Elias was the one who filmed, uh, and, and made all I know earth ashes first music video. Um, do you still want to do videography like that anymore? Or are you just really your channel and, and photography, photography now? That, I don't know, because, well, so sometimes Scotty will hire me just to be an extra camera guy, and it's yeah. really cool being on a music video shoot and being done after you just be like, you don't have to edit anything, you don't have to direct, you don't have to do shit, you just, yeah. you're just filming, and filming it's cool, and it's fun experience to do that, and, but like, I don't know if I want to ever go through all of that process again. Yeah, because again, it's just like the fear of it not being good, and you're 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 trying to make something for somebody, and they're paying you money, and you're like, 
is this going to be good? Is this going to be looking for? Because Scotty's told me some like horror stories of people who are not happy or something happened. And I'm like, fuck, dude. But uh, there are. I mean, there's other things too, like like wedding, like Selena um, Gregory. So the, the Gregory's that I go and hang out with sometimes that I used to live with in Alaska or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Selena, they live in Spokane now. And they were getting married, and she was like, hey, I'm trying to find, like, a videographer thing, and do you know anybody that might be able to come up and we can hire? And I was just like, I can just do it. She was like, oh, well, okay, how much? I was like, no, I'll just, I'll just do it. It's a wedding gift. Call it that. And she was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. And at first, I was like, what's the problem? And then I got there, and I was like, oh, my God, I have to do this. And it was like, it really set in, like, the day before. And then I was, like, stressfully just fucking, and not only that, but work that day was blowing up my phone because shit was heading super south on one of my projects. And I had to like sort of take care of that while I'm doing stuff. And it was, it was actually a terrible, terrible time for me. <laughs> no, but I made this whole wedding video and it was cool when it was all said and done, but I was just like, I don't know if I want to do this again. And if I did, it'd have to be for like a lot of money. Yeah. Cause I didn't really I kind of enjoyed it. I liked doing it for her, and it was cool. You knew like that, family, right? But like, so. it'd have to be like an expensive thing if I'm actually going to do it. But then, yeah. like, I do other things. That's why I like short form content so much, right? Because back in the day, I'd want to film something, but what are you going to do with it? Right. Like, what are you going to do with whatever yeah. you're doing? It's just like a little thing. And I was doing that, like, right when COVID hit. I got a little. I got the new iPhone 11. And shot in 4K, and I was like, fuck yeah, I got a gimbal. I started making these little short film things, and I would make them. I'd be like, well, that was that. Was that. Here, guys, I made this. Here mm -hmm. it is. And it's just done. But when short form content came out, it made it so much easier to just create something and make something because it just makes sense because that's what people do now. And you can just make something, and it doesn't have to be weird or awkward. It's just, cool, you made something, and now it's now it's there. It's, yep. it's not – it doesn't seem like it's misplaced anymore. So I like, I like doing stuff like that, but when it comes to like, what it, for me, it's really the YouTube and Instagram and photography thing. Those are my three main things. Love doing stuff for those. Don't know if I'd, I guess, do anything outside of them. Cool. Cool, man. Well, li listen, it's, it's important to, to, to be driven to that thing and especially something at with as many fingers as it takes, as you've described to just do what you're doing. You know, it, it's not a single act. You're, <laughs> you're planning so much for a mission that may not be successful. And then on hope that the mission is successful, you then have to compile and edit and produce the content you wish it looked like on top of it i mean that's no wonder it's it's all of your your time and i can see how it, it's it's putting out something that you don't hate right like like really i don't want to hate this and that makes me care more at the end of the day about what i do and put my time into right. um and the the quality of your fucking videos um have i mean they're 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 great and yeah i i can see what you mean by oh they used to suck 
And they're, be- you know, I don't know if they still don't not suck, but they definitely are a little bit better than day one. I don't that. think they suck. I think, I think, I think as much as your skills in in editing and shooting and you know have all gotten better for YouTube, you have grown doing it. Like yeah. your personality, what you what you're allowing to come out of you as who you are across the screen out to people i mean i i i never watch it and go oh i don't know that guy that's i'm i'm, I'm seeing the, i'm seeing the wonder of uh, of a- adventures missions man you know all the stuff from back in the day you know we've known each other for 13 years yeah dude strike missions yeah it's 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 fucking awesome to see man it's awesome to see well hey i'm gonna uh i end my pod where's my phone I heard it just beep at me. Put it somewhere over by the soundboard, up there by the ball. Right oh, right there. I uh, I end the same time, the same way every time, by reading poetry. Hell yeah! I like writing poetry. Um, Some you written? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read one. Po- yeah, I I always read poetry. Well, not all, not every episode, but. All of the poetry I read is written either by me or I have uh, one other person who submits um, poetry as well. Who is it? His name is Fitzhugh Willoughby. It's a good name. Fitzhugh Willoughby. He's great. So hold on. I have uh, the high production level here. This is a. I I wanted to stretch my wings today. I usually write nonsensical, long form poetry, but I wanted to write a haiku about farts. And so I wrote a haiku about farts. Silent but deadly. A mischievous chuckle heard. Gas releases peace. Jesus Christ. That was my haiku about farts. Um, the, (laughs) the, The next poem is from our uh, esteemed poet poet uh guy fits you will be this poem is called serendipity what is this aberration so smooth that i've stumbled upon reminds me of an excommunicated ex-prisoned soldier from a broken system long bereft of security like the great white whale who knows of this position in life we all must gather around, not to waste time, discussing fashion magazines and floral arra- arrangements, but rather to win the championship. Down the great river of life, always fighting against the tide, resistance is futile, says the impoverished taxman. That was a poem by Fitzy Willoughby, everybody. Wow. That was good. Yep. I don't know what it means, but it's always something. They're words. It kept you like, I, I just kept thinking about the next thing. I was like, and it just kind of kept yeah. going. Kept me, kept me interested. I'll say that. They're, they're really good. They're really good. Um, all right, man. Uh, w- once again, where, where, where can people find you? Your YouTube channel? Where, where do you want people to go to find your content? Man. Uh, I would say the easiest way, just because my name's, well, I guess it's all the same. Because my name's weird, and it's hard to, like, it's not something simple, I guess. Instagram's a big one for me. 
Elias T. Cobb, E-L-I-A-S-T-C-O-B-B, B as in boy. And then on YouTube, it's just Elias T. Cobb photos. Yeah. But, you know. It's, it's, a, it's a great channel, man. I think you're doing great content. content. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm super proud of you, man. You're... Really appreciate it. You know, I, I think that... Uh, I don't think you have to worry at this present moment about not being useful on the planet. I, I don't think, I think that you're providing worth. You're providing inspiration. You're providing an example of determination. And that is something that is immeasurable on the effect that one other person needs to hear it and then they want to do what they want more and 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 it, it really is that small it's not it's not affecting millions at one time it's it's letting one person at one moment in their life when they when they're suffering hear that positive message from someone doing what they want or even if even if they're not photographers but they come a, i watch you suffering on a fucking mountain in a snowstorm with one glove and and it truly makes me want to put my nose harder into writing better or or making a better beat or or not 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 being lazy in my effort for it because you're not being lazy in your effort it's it you know i and that that translates that comes across so you're you have use appreciate it, man and what you're doing is worth it really do thank you i love you dude love you i'm too. glad you came i'm glad you came for all you out there um hey keep uh keep being nice to each other everybody there's there is no reason to uh <laughs> there there's no use there's no utility in being mean uh to others or to yourself there it it never even if it feels right it should never feel right but even if even if it's something that uh your mind tells you is right it is never useful ever um and above all else drive like you know each other <laughs>